Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Mace, how are you today, my friend? I'm all right. You sound a lot better today. I sound better, but I got to tell you, I've been in bed almost the entire day except for two hours working. Maybe that's why. You're rested. I like that. Yeah, rested after the show's over. Listen, yeah. I know that I exhaust you. Fortunately, you don't exhaust me, so I probably won't be that tired. Probably, <laughs> hopefully, 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 hopefully. All right, you ready to get this thing going? Let's go. All right, time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. It seems like everybody's getting a new deal if you're a quarterback in the league. This time, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr gets a three-year extension worth $121.5 million. That's going to be $40 million a year. It seems like 40 is the magic number. Carr, final year of his current deal, is now under contract in Las Vegas through the 2025 season. So if Derek Carr is getting an average of $40 million a year, a little bit more, uh, on an extension, um, what is Wilson going to get considering cars never won a playoff game? Wilson's going to get at least $50 million a year by the time his number comes up. The question is, when is that number going to come up? I mean, I think popular thinking is probably after the sale of the team, which will, I'm guessing, likely happen uh, before the start of the season. But at the end of the day, do you really can you really afford to let Lamar Jackson potentially sign an extension before Wilson? You really you really can't. And the other thing is with with Wilson, it's possible he may say, hey, I want to get a year under my belt here in Denver before I get this big deal and make a bet on himself type of play. Right. Because if he has the type of season and the team has the type of season that you expect, not necessarily Super Bowl, but getting back on the right track, getting back to the playoffs. I mean, if he if he walks in and turns a team that has had five straight losing seasons into a team that goes eleven and six and in the postseason, he's gonna be able to he's gonna be able to command quite a bit. And the other thing he will have done then is he will have answered any questions that linger about the perception that he might have declined last year in Seattle, of course, when he was hurt. If he has a big year, the Broncos go to the playoffs and he's back and he's back at his career norms, then he'll be able to name his price. Basically. What would you do if you're him? If I were him, I would uh, play this season out and then go to the table. Yeah, I wouldn't. Can I tell you why he's made so much money? At this point, just take the huge guarantee that you're going to get and be done with it. I mean, unless his ego suggests I have to be the highest paid guy in the league. And if he does, then we have more of an Aaron Rodgers than we have a Tom Brady. How many times have you and I had this conversation? 
if you want to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, if your turn is next, you might be, especially if you are a quarterback of Russell Wilson's stature. But again, I'm going to go back to the opening press conference that he had. I want to play 10 to 12 more years, and I want to win three to four more Super Bowls. You might be able to play. There's there's a better chance. Here, I'll ask you. Is there a better chance that he plays 10 more years if he stays in the shape that he's in, doesn't suffer a serious injury? Is there a better chance of that happening or winning three to four more Super Bowls knowing he wants to be the highest-paid quarterback in the league? Well, playing 10 more years. Now, that doesn't seem logical on its face, does it? No, but it's look, it's hard to make a Super Bowl. I mean, look, take Drew Brees, for example. I mean, Brees had an all-time career. I'm not even he, referring to that, he, though. No, but he got I'm the, even, he, No, well, I'm talking about you said three to four. That's it's hard. It's hard to get to two Super Bowls, let alone three or four. You've lessened your chances by having to be the highest paid guy in the league, though. And I think you've lessened it by quite a bit. Again, why don't these great quarterbacks whose goal is to win Super Bowls and have made a ton of money, how in the world do they not look at Tom Brady and say, boy, that system worked out pretty well for him? Because right? they, they look at who Tom Brady's uh, bride was and how much how, how she made more money than he did. Um, his wife, Russell Wilson's wife works, doesn't she? What does she yeah. do? She sings, I believe. Yeah, she sings. She, she, if there's a, if there's a comp there, that's it. But I don't think, but I don't think her income is in the Giselle class at her peak. It's a different, I mean, look, I agree. I, I, I think he, I think, I think he should take less and say, all right, that's going to go back, back into the team. But I don't know that, that, that he's going to function that way. We don't know Listen, that yet. I don't believe everything that I read on the internet, but I just looked this up. Would you like to take a guess without looking it up yourself? What his wife's net worth is? Uh, about uh, twenty-five million. You're right in the ballpark. Twenty million. Yeah. I mean, what's more important to you? Having enough money to last you for the next five hundred years, which you'll never see, or do you want to win more Super Bowls? No one has ever said about the great quarterbacks how much they've made. Joe Montana, you never talk about how much he made. Now I understand the salaries were different back then. No one ever talked about how much money Peyton Manning made, Ben Roethlisberger made, won a couple Super Bowls, so on and so forth. You talk about how many Super Bowls they won. So if your goal is to be known as the guy who made the most money at one point in his career, knock yourself out. But if you want to win Super Bowls, if that's your goal, how much is enough? I'm not telling people that I'm not telling Russell Wilson he shouldn't shoot for the moon, but he has lessened his chance to win a Super Bowl. What doesn't he understand about that? All you have to do is look at Tom Brady. If Tom Brady, I'll ask you. Well, we don't Tom know that he Br doesn't understand that. Maybe he's not going to ask to be the highest paid quarterback. We don't know that yet. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if he is either, but we're about to find out at least in the next year. I think one thing we we know we know for for a fact that a lot of a lot of football players look longingly at the NBA and what its stars make, right? Yeah. Okay. The reason why I bring that up is that if you go through the list of, of players who were who who had the highest salaries in the NBA on a year-by-year -year basis, 
then you you're, you're looking at guy you're looking at Steph Curry right now. Before that, LeBron James. Before that, Kobe Bryant. Before that, Kevin Garnett, which included his Celtics years. Before that, Shaquille O'Neal. Before that, Kevin Garnett again. Before that, Shaq. And before that, Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan. And well, what do they all what, have what, in common? What do they all well, have in common? No, every one of, of them. Ewing. Every one of them, but Patrick Ewing has yep. championships. And I think the thing is, they. I don't think even though. You have the Tom Brady model, and I think that it, it's fair to look at that. I'm not sure that the players in the NFL see it that way. I think they're seeing it like in the NBA, like, hey, Co- you know, Kobe got paid, Steph got paid, LeBron got paid, and they put rings on their fingers. Well, then that's foolish thinking and lazy analysis, and I'll tell you why. Who Who's the best player on the Nets right now? On the Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Who's the best player? On the Nets. Uh, Kevin Durant. Right. Who's the second best player? Uh, Unfortunately, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving is more important to the Nets than Russell Wilson will ever be to the Denver Broncos. And Kyrie Irving will be more important to the Nets than Tom Brady will be for any other team he plays with. Because there's only five guys on the floor. And that's where the disconnect is. Well, I'm just saying that's that that's that's what gets thrown that's what gets thrown around when guys see how much players make in the NBA and they, I understand there's that. a comp that there there is a comp that goes on. Absolutely, I get I get that. What I'm saying though is for the star of stars that get paid the most, and you rattle off a long list, they they are one of five guys on the floor, and in the playoffs they play over 40 minutes. So all you need are two of those guys, max contract guys, and you can win a title. That's where the NBA is different than the NFL, where you have a whole team of players, 53 guys, or at least on offense, 11, or on defense, 11. However however you want to slice it up. In, in baseball, you have more guys on the field. In hockey, you have more guys on the ice. You can't compare quarterback to a dominant player in the NBA because a dominant player in the NBA is far more important than any quarterback ever will be. Because it's one position you don't control the other side of the ball. If you're a great two-way player, you do in basketball. That's why the highest paid guys in the NBA can win championships because the A, the cap is so high, you can still go into the luxury tax, but you can also add another couple of guys who might be great players, and then you can win titles. Huge difference between the NFL and the NBA. But if some of these NFL players, specifically quarterbacks, look at the NBA and say, well, um, I, I see LeBron's the highest paid player and he wins championships. So I can be the highest paid player and I can win championships. Then these guys are really, really freaking dumb. If they believe that because the numbers don't add up for them, they don't add up again. Who's more important? Russell Wilson to the Broncos or Kyrie Irving to the nets, clay Thompson to golden state. I'm only picking the second guys, but just for fun, who's more important, Steph Curry to Golden State or Russell Wilson to the Broncos to win a title? I'd argue Russell Wilson. Well, okay. quarterback. Well, okay. Well, I'd argue Steph Curry's won three titles, and Russell Wilson's never been the highest-paid guy, and Steph Curry has been. One guy, it's, it's one of five guys. I, mean, I know the it's difference between thing. basketball and football. I know that, okay? I'm just telling it's you what, that, how they how how they might see it. Like this is how this is this is how they might be be, be perceived be perceiving it. And look, 
money like money is how your va- is is how your value is is set right i mean that that's i get that yeah i also understand that i believe since what is it 2011 when any guy has taken over 12.5% of their cap space they haven't won a super bowl those are just numbers and those are facts just like it is a fact that as a quarterback you're one of 53 guys in basketball, you're one of five. I mean, take that for data. Who's who's going to whisper in his ear and tell him to take less money, though? I'm not telling him to take less money. He has a right to go for everything that he wants. Yeah. He just needs to understand that if he takes the majority, if he wants to be the highest paid guy, he's going to have a less chance of winning a Super Bowl. All you have to do, again, look at the facts. What did Tom Brady do? He said, I don't have to be a top five paid quarterback. And how many rings does he have? It, it certainly helped that his wife was has a net worth of $400 million. They're, listen, if his wife never worked a day in their life, they'd be fine financially. And so would their kids. I know that, I know so that they, I don't need you lecture me on that. I know they would. But I'm just, but right. I'm just telling you what, trying to illuminate what their thought pattern might be. I agree that they should, <laughs> that they should take less for the for the benefit of the team. But that's not that's the, the reality is that's not how this works. Ninety nine percent of the time, Tom Brady on this is a unicorn. He's a unicorn who has won more Super Bowls than teams because he did it that way. And it doesn't matter that his wife worked. Okay. All of them have more money than they know what to do with. And I'm not telling them to make less money. I'm just saying, what's more important to you? Making more money, which is fine. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. Making more money or winning more titles. Because there's one path to winning more titles, and Tom Brady has carved that path. Or you can make more money, and you can wind up like Aaron Rodgers. He's still got a ring. Foot, and, maybe, maybe one ring still, is enough. No, I don't know about that. And I can tell you right now, he's gonna. The, the only reason he might win another ring is because he's playing in Green Bay in the NFC, and he's throwing balls at little kids, which I'm sure you saw that video. Unfortunately, what a, what a pleasant, what a pleasant punk he is, isn't he? He he turned the Peyton Manning United Way video into real life. Right? He wasn't throwing at the kid that hard, but yeah, I didn't like it. I, but then again. He could have hit the kid yeah. if he wanted to, and he I, didn't. I don't want. I don't want to be out of touch, guy old, guy old guy. I just don't. I, I just didn't like it. I don't see how anybody could like it. Coming up after the break, Mel Kiper Jr. predicts who the Broncos are going to take in the second round. Will be their first pick in the draft. And if you live in Colorado, which I'm guessing most of you do, listening to the show or watching the show, you might like who Kiper thinks is coming to the Broncos. That's next. Take that for data. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. 
If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, the Colorado weather quickly changing. It was like snowing a little bit over the last couple of days. Crazy, right, after the weather we had over the weekend. If I were you, it's time to get your 30-point inspection with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Beat the heat while it is still inexpensive to do that. I got a new HVAC unit from Mighty. The price was great. Customer service, fantastic. Every appointment I had, they showed up on time. Loved working with them. You should work with them as well. Go to MightyPH.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. ESPN's Mel Kuyper Jr. projects the Broncos to take Trey McBride with the 64th overall pick in the draft. This guy's a dual threat tight end, can catch, he can block. I don't see him lasting to 64. Do you, Mace? I don't either. And uh, what's interesting is there have been a few mocks that have had him dropping there. I'm someone who thinks the Broncos should think about even trading down and wouldn't be surprised if they did, given that George Payton wants to add volume of picks to get up to the, the number of 10 that he usually likes. But man, if McBride is there as 64, given that the Broncos need a dual threat to a, a tight end who can operate in space, but can also be very good in line and can be a good blocker. I mean, this is the, this is probably the one guy at 64 that if he were there, I'd say stand pat, make the pick, not only because of his skill set, but because given what the Broncos have on their roster, he can help them right now. I agree with that. The question is, does he fit into this offense? Now, you can make the case. You should look at the skill position players that you have, quarterback that you have, everything that you have on offense, and design an offense for that. Historically, Russell Wilson Never really had a tight end he liked to throw the ball to. Nathaniel Hackett as an offensive coordinator. Did he use tight ends really that much? So does it make sense? He's used them. I mean, not not to the point where they're catching like ninety or hundred passes, but you know, he you he did use, for example, um in Jacksonville, he did use Mercedes Lewis. But but he did ask Mercedes Lewis to block like that. That's a key thing here. Like when when Hackett talked about Albert Okwebenam down at the uh, league meetings a couple weeks back, he talked about him working in space, and they hoped that they could train him to work it to work next to outside of Eric Tomlinson when they wanted to go two tight ends and in line. But in terms of the in, in terms of asking a tight end to be a blocker, which is something that has been pretty frequent from Hackett's offenses, particularly in Buffalo uh, and Jacksonville when he was call, when he was calling the plays, there wasn't ex- extensive use of a tight end in space. Go here. We have never really we've only had one draft to have this opportunity to ask mm-hmm. um, George Payton, this question, mm-hmm. do you draft on need or best player available? Yeah. Because honestly, if McBride is sitting there at 64, I don't, I, I don't want to say I don't care who's there, but generally speaking, that's the best player available if he falls to 64. Yeah. I mean, so you're drafting because listen, they need to find someone at edge rusher. 
they have to find somebody there because Chubb's contract is coming up. And then with Gregory, I'll be very honest, you don't know what you're getting. You do, but you don't, right? They do so, believe in him, though. That's the, I mean, I'd say probably they believe in Randy Gregory more than you and I do. No, that's fine. That, that's fine. But as Danny keeps throwing down the drop, which is it's about data. Can you throw that drop down again? <laughs> Take that for data. You know what the data is? Is that for five consecutive years, he missed time because of problems with, with marijuana. He has, he has missed more games as a pro than he has played more games. More data, just had surgery on a shoulder. He's had injury issues, too. That's just data. I don't care how much you believe in somebody. You can you have a right to – here, I'm going to use a political term but not getting political. And you'll love this because you believe the same thing. You have a right to your opinion, but you are not entitled to your own set of facts. And the facts are Gregory's had a difficult time staying on the field. No doubt. I'm not suggesting – I'm not suggesting he's going to relapse. I'm saying that is the data. Now we're dealing with an injury. So you can believe in him all you want to, and you can look at all the tape you want to of when he's on the field. The problem is he's been off the field more than he's been on the field. Right. I mean, look, I, I, I concur with you on this, but that's, again, like they would not have signed Gregory if they didn't believe in him. Now, I would, I would say that if they're not covered there, they would be in trouble. But the problem is, as good as this draft is with edge rushers, the edge rushers who are going to be available at 64 are probably not guys that can step in and play for you extensively right away if they were if if an injury cost you Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb, or both for a significant amount of time. Which is why I Look, I I doubt there's a better player on the board at 64 than Trey McBride if he's there, and that actually does it. it and that and that's where if you kind of go into the draft and say, okay, we've got three or four positions that we can pick here, and we can be getting and and we can be filling a need on the roster. I tie so if McBride is there at 64, that's hard to pass up. Even I with would agree. even with the neat, what you've got on the on the edge, even with uh, probably looking for a corner as you get later on in the day two, early in day three, even with right tackle, McBride's probably McBride probably reaches the point where you're saying, okay, this we have these four positions where we we could use somebody to help us out. Here's somebody, and he happens to be so it's. Crossing on the, the crossover on the Venn diagram of need and, and best player available. I mean, that'd be kind of a dream scenario, I think, for the Broncos is if McBride were there. I would agree. But I'm wondering if they're looking at it this way. Let's say you could do a three wide outset with Javante Williams as your running back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have Patrick out there with Sutton and Judy and Javante Williams. That's a lot of options that you have, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what happens if KJ Hamler is healthy? Then what do you do? How are you going to work him in? And then you want to put Okuebenam on the field. What are you going to do? It's almost like, and it's so funny, it's an embarrassment of unproven riches. That's what this is. A lot of these guys are unproven. We've seen flashes for sure from Javante Williams. I love him, as you know. Corlin Sutton, a pro bowler. Tim Patrick. Let's see how he plays with a better quarterback, and he's already good. So now you throw McBride in there. How are you going to work this guy in? 
Now, if you're looking three years out, looking at contracts and saying, we're not going to be so wide receiver heavy, and now we can get a guy like McBride, that makes sense to me, right? But for this upcoming season, they may look at it as, how are we going to get McBride the ball? See, I'm not sure they wouldn't. They would necessarily look at it as him getting the ball. The fact that we with the look, we're not talking about Noah Fant as a blocker. We're talking about somebody. Okay, is he a devastating blocker? No, he's not that. He's not at that level. Is he a good, capable blocker? Yes. And the th- and thus he's the kind of guy that you could say, all right, maybe he's not going to get the ball as much as a rookie, but the threat of him when he's, when he, when he's, when he's lined up in line, the threat of him running a quick route, if they say, okay, we're not going to keep you, keep you in the chip uh, on the edge. We're going to have you run a little quick route into the, in the, in the flat, the threat of that and the ability to keep the defense off balance it's just it's a it's just another tool that is at your disposal that gives you maximum versatility, and that's something that Nathaniel Hackett does want an offense that is versatile and can do sure. multiple different things. And I look at McBride as as someone who is a classic tight end, not the pen, he he can catch the ball and he can be dynamic there and we saw that at CSU and we saw that down at the senior bowl but if you say hey look for this year you might be more of a blocker than a pass catcher he's going to be a plus player for you and then every so often when you put him out there in space and you have him be the, the you have him be the first read then that's going to be something discombobulates the defense and by the way one thing that you can't like Russell Wilson he hasn't had tight ends have many massive seasons, but he did have Jimmy Graham for three years. Two of those were Pro Bowl seasons, and he had six touchdowns in two or more in two of those three seasons. So we've seen that Wilson, if you give him somebody like that, he can maximize him. Coming up after the break, you've heard Dick Monford say some things about Rockies fans in the past, and it's been insulting to say the least. Well, uh, another guy whose family owns a team, and he's the team president, has said something in the same vein as Dick Monford. We'll tell you what he said next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale, lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, I believe that we have the uh, sound from this. This coming from a uh, local Cincinnati radio station. Uh, Red's president, Phil Castellini, was on a local radio show yesterday and asked why fans should stay loyal and keep going to games. 
That's, that's the bottom line. Sloaney asked you about the quote, show little faith in this, right? Yeah. And I, I saw you got raked to the coals. So you, you have people who say, look, uh, faith has earned 15 years of ownership. They haven't won to the extent that we would like. And so you had my faith, but you've lost it. Why should that fan maintain trust in you? Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> Let's start there. I mean, sell but the team to who? I mean, well, that's the other thing. I mean, you want to have this debate? You know, if, if you want to look at what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, mm -hmm. it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah. And so be careful what you ask for. You know, I think we're doing the best we can do with the resources well, that we I, have. I, I, we're no more pleased yeah. with the results than the right. fans. I'm not sitting here saying anybody should be – I'm not polishing any trophies in the office <laughs> yeah. right now, and that's what we're here to do. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is and, – and I do think we've had to shift the discipline. We've tried a lot of things that didn't work, uh, and they came this close to working and didn't. Nobody's got to right. tell me it you didn't try work. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So I think we've learned Different from those approach. things. And trust me, Nick is, is, a, is, a, he is a guy on a that's mission. Guy. And uh, he is a bull in a china shop that has his way to do it, and that way is to grow your own, and he's doing just that. He's a bull in a china shop. Yeah, he's talking about the, the, the president oh, yeah. of baseball auction, the GM. That's Nick Crawl. Who's oh, running yeah. the show over there? Yeah, he's doing everything he can over there to make sure that I can polish something in my office. He's polishing Listen, something, only, all right. He sure is. He <laughs> sure is, right? Okay, if you remember when Dick Monfort was asked uh, about the fans' frustration, he said, Well, if the product and experience are that bad, don't come. I don't know if what this guy said, Phil Castellini, what he said is as bad as Dick Monfort. Because uh, saying don't come, that's, I mean, that's an absolute right there. But honestly, it was dismissive. What he's basically saying is, you know what? We're doing the best that we can. If you don't like it, don't come. Or maybe we'll just move the team. That's what he might as well have just said if he was really being honest. And he was pretty direct anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> blunt as a spoon. And, and the thing is, he doesn't have a lot to stand on because, like, you just, you say, okay, they're a small market team. We get, you know, we get that. There are small market teams all over baseball, right? I mean, Tampa Bay and Milwaukee and Kansas City and uh, and, and and Pittsburgh. Uh, I named a Tampa Bay team that's been to the World Series twice in the last uh, 14 years. Tampa's not, a, Tampa's not a small market team in terms of TV market. Right, they're, but they're, they're a small market team in terms of revenue. Milwaukee Milwaukee is a small market team that the, that is become a team that the last few years goes to the playoffs more often than not. Kansas City is a small market team. They're down now, but the last time they rebuilt, they rebuilt to a team that went to two consecutive World Series and won one, whereas the Reds over the last 16 years under the, uh, under the ownership of his father, Bob Castellini, the Reds have won two playoff games. Never won a series, two playoff games in 16 years. What they need to do is they need to find someone who knows how to draft talent and develop them. Yeah. And if you can't find that, you're not going to outspend anybody. You got to be but, smarter. If you can't outspend, you've got to be smarter. Right. And they're not. And, and, and they're not. And Tampa Bay has found a way to do it. If you gave Tampa the same budget as the Red Sox, I think Tampa would probably still do it the same way. I think they would. They would too. They would keep a few more guys. And in fact, yeah. we have seen, like for example, a lot of what the Dodgers do. Who's their GM again? Who uh, the Dodgers or the, yeah, the, the, the Dodgers? Uh, it's uh, Andrew Friedman, right? Or oh no? yeah. Now where did he come from? 
He came from Tampa Bay. Oh, that's right. So he continues to spend, yet drafts really well. That's and why Got do we talk every year? Got we it. talk about how Got with the Dodgers, it. it's not just that they have this budget; it's that every year they're calling people up who are right. positive contributors because right. they de- because they've developed this golden farm system. And oh, by the way, it's a golden farm system, even though in the draft they're picking 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th in the first round. They don't need the higher draft picks to pull this off because they're better at developing. That That's, that's the thing that kind of, it, to me, I look around baseball and think, why wouldn't you want... Uh, why wouldn't you want a piece of this, even indirectly? The team that just won the World Series, the Braves, where did their GM come from? Came from Los Angeles, right? Yep. Alex Anthopoulos. I mean, just even having an indir- indirect kind of access to that intel, it's proving to be a model that works. Sometimes, listen, I hope Bill Schmidt does well and the Rockies are off to a nice start. But there was a guy they could have interviewed who was right up the road. He lives yeah. in Boulder. Yep. And they decided not to interview my friend Danny Evans. How you do not interview him is beyond egregious. You may want to hire Bill Schmidt, and that's fine. But you have a guy who turned around the Dodgers right up the road. You don't have to pay any type of travel costs. You don't have to put him up. Nothing. You don't have to fly him in on a private plane. And you don't interview Danny Evans. You know what? Maybe the, um, maybe the Red should interview Danny Evans. You see a guy with a history of success, mm-hmm. yeah. You go with the same garbage you've been eating for for over a decade. Yeah, that's on the owner. That is on the owner. If you can't spend, that's fine. But there are guys you can hire and find who know how to spot talent and develop talent. Danny, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. Some big news today in the world of college basketball. Mace, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this, but also it's uh, got some interesting interesting uh, NIL implications going on as well. So I wanted to hear what you guys thought about all that. Uh, we'll get into that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. Smilehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you want to find a way to drive your dream car today, you need to go to Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver or in Parker. Now, working with some big dealership that's selling volume, intimate car buying experience. They also service all makes and models. They have great finance options as well. And with that, I want to bring in a longtime friend of mine, the marketing director for Rocky Mountain Eurosport. How are you, Debbie? 
Fine. How are you, Eric? I am great. We can sit and talk about all the great deals and all the great inventory that you have and the service and the financing and all of that is top-notch stuff. But what I love about Rocky Mountain Eurosport is the fact that you are so involved in the community. What do you have coming up on June 4th with the 4x4 Colorado's Rigs and Tacos? Well, we have we partnered with the 4x4 Colorado to put on an event at the Rocky Mountain Eurosport Parker location at the corner of Lincoln Road, Lincoln Avenue and Parker Road. Um, at this event, we're going to have a really wonderful taco food truck from the um, Cooking with Crowns, and then we have a wonderful uh, like ice cream truck that's going to be there as well, and that's with Hip Hop Gelato Bars, and they're fabulous. We're also going to have several 4 by 4 vendors located there to um, go over some 4 by 4 stuff with people and have things there that they can purchase or learn about their companies. You know, it's 4 by 4 season starting up. Don't know when it stops in Colorado, but, you know, usually in the springtime it starts up pretty heavy. So we're going to make it a great event. We're going to have some pretty cool listed vehicles out there as well for people to check out that we have for sale and as well as having several that people are bringing their rigs in to be seen. Usually when you do events, and almost all the time, maybe not this one, is this connected to some sort of a nonprofit? Not this one, I don't believe. I'm sure, um, I, I really can't say for certain. I don't think they're making a donation to anything. But we do have some things coming up that we work with 4x4 Colorado on other events like our Special uh, special Olympics event that we have coming up here probably, I think it's mid-July. And 4x4 Colorado yeah. works with us on a lot of our other events as well. But um, we haven't specifically said any specific event we're raising money for at this time, but we do have, I believe, a chance that the Legend football team may make an hmm. appearance for a car wash at the same time, which would Great. be kind of nice. That, that team did really well this season. So, What are you going to do for uh, your uh, customer appreciation day on Memorial oh, Day? Yeah. So Memorial Day, um, we're doing our customer appreciation at, Rocky Mountain Eurosports, both locations. And, you know, we just want our customers to come in and know that we think a great deal about them. And it's a great day to do that. We're going to be doing um, hamburgers and hot dogs, sodas and stuff like that for all of our customers to stop in. Just come on in. I'm going to be out there cooking hamburgers and hot dogs like <laughs> I do at these events, you know. Exactly. I'm a master and, chef and, at times. And both of these both of these events are going to be at the location in Parker. Is that right? Well, yes. the The Memorial Day event is actually going to be at both locations. We're going to have somebody cooking okay. at the location in Denver as well. That's the customer appreciation. Gotcha. Day. And if people and if people want to get a great ride, great financing, how do they find you? Really simple. We're at the northeast corner of Lincoln Avenue and Parker Road, and you can find us at rmurosports.com. You can look at inventory at both stores. We will meet you at either store. So um, finding a vehicle and getting to see it is made pretty simple through Rocky Mountain Eurosports. Thanks, Debbie. Have a great day. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right, bye. Time now for the final word. 
The Final Word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, big news out of the world of college basketball per the Tar Heel Big Man's Twitter account and a video uh, that he expressed his pride in being a North Carolina player, Armando Baycott announced he will be returning to North Carolina next year for his senior season. Uh, Mace, you and I were talking about this a little bit in the break. You have some reasons behind why you think this was going down. The two main reasons that came to my head were unfinished business as a team that made it all the way to the championship game and then fell after some tough injuries to Kansas, but also name image likeness. So I think both of those definitely play a big role. Uh, Eric, I want to hear your thoughts on why you think he's going back, if it's more about the unfinished business or name image likeness. But Mace, you had an interesting point as well. Yeah, the name image likeness matters here because it's going to give him some income. For example, Literally, the top seven players on North Carolina's roster, six of whom could come back next year, they are, for example, doing an NIL barnstorming tour around the state of North Carolina where they'll play a game and they'll do a Q&A, an autograph session with fans that purchase tickets for $100 each. And at least two of these four things they've scheduled have sold out. You can buy an Armando Baycott bobblehead right now again that's that's nil but all this matters because baycott in this day in this day and age he's not the mb the type of big man they're looking for in the nba he's a classic uh, big on, who bang around on the inside but he can't stretch out and, and and do and do much from the perimeter 20 years ago armando baycott's probably a lottery pick but in today's nba a lot of the mock drafts had him projected to be in round two and what happens in round two, Eric and Danny? No guarantees. Nothing's guaranteed. Money. Right. And then I, and with this with the money that he's making through various NIL deals, he's giving himself a nice little paycheck to come back to Carolina for a senior. And I think for a bunch of college players who maybe don't project as high NBA picks, we're going to see if they, that we're going to see them come back and be, and get big NIL deals to come back for junior and senior years. Everything that you said, I think, was incredibly well well said. You laid it out perfectly. The one thing that you didn't say is something you should not have said, which I'm glad you didn't say. He didn't come back for one damn reason to win a championship. Zero. He has a chance to make money. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make it in the NBA guarantee. It's about money. Anybody that believes that he's coming back to win a title, give me a break. He has a chance to make really good money as a college player. Yeah, he might want to win a championship, and he has a better chance to win a championship. I'm with you. But don't think for a minute if he was going to be a top 15 pick, he'd be coming back to North oh, Carolina, do you think? I don't think so. No, I, I don't think you can. No. If that would no. be, that's that's just naive. Now, what is yes, interesting is point. it's intri- it would be it would be naive to think he was coming back to win a title. Does he now does he want to win a title? I think absolutely, but that's kind of but if he didn't have the NIL money and if he were a top 15 pick, I think 
he'd be making a different decision now. It sort of changes the kind of players you're looking for in terms of college basketball recruiting because really, while you're going to get some of the one-and-dones, like Duke is very good at getting those uber-talented one-and-dones who turn around and they go in the NBA draft and they go in the top three to five picks like Bancaro is going to go probably no later than pick three this year. But... If you're a college coach, you're almost looking for kind of those second tier of guys who are really good college players, but maybe don't have the NBA skill set to where you can you can build a team that matures o- over years. It'll be fascinating to see how this kind of plays out, but I don't think Baycott's going to be the last guy, the last big name in college basketball over the next few weeks who would probably be a second round pick if they came out to say, you know what, I'm going to take my NIL money and come back rather than potentially go take take the non-guaranteed contract in round two. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. Not to mention, if you want to redesign an entire kitchen, you could do that with the folks at um, at Mountain High Appliance. They, they, they have the ability to help you make that happen as opposed to going to the big box stores where they sell you a refrigerator and that's pretty much it. Not to mention, you need something to fit your budget. No one does it better than Mountain High Appliance either. You can find Mountain High Appliance, Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Russell Wilson just saw something that happened today that might make him think, hmm, I could be making a lot more money than I even thought I could by playing for the Broncos. We'll tell you what happened today next. <laughs> 